0: What's going on, people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the House and Grouse Timbles newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Cana Supers and SB Nation. We're back with another post-gamer, again, as usual, grabbing a number to use as an anchor point for the entire show, and then branching off into some trends that I think are worth exploring, and sometimes exploring anything is tough with this team. This season the Wolves have made exploring fun stats especially tough. They finished this game against the New York Knicks 13 point losers after what was admittedly a pretty decent second half, but man, that first half. That first half was kind of the kind of thing I guess that sparks an inferno of concern. If you can think up a thing to go wrong, it went wrong. The Knicks made a bunch of uncontested shots and then they made the few that were heavily contested. The Wolves turned the ball over at will and then they missed the open shots that they got. Anthony Edwards looked disengaged completely for the first quarter and a half or maybe a little bit more. The bench mob that has been holding up Minnesota's offense collapsed into a heap and, well, about a million other things went wrong as well. (laughs) Now... That's a depressing opening to a podcast if I've ever heard one. So, in the spirit of trying to not break down into an unending rant behind this microphone, I'm going to spend this episode talking about the one positive of the night. And that's why this episode's number is... Zero. As in, the zero field goals made with Austin Rivers as the closest defender. Now, I'm not sure Rivers... you know, I expected Rivers to be the team's mini-saviour 11 games into a season with such high expectations, but here we are, and it's worth talking about just how excellent he was in this game. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later? Let's drink a spicy margarita! Make some bad decisions! Yeah! It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So, zero. Zero of three from Julius Randle. Zero of one for Jalen Brunson. Zero of one for for Derek Rose. Zero of one for Cam Reddish. 0 of 1 for RJ Barrett, and 0 of 0 for Obi Toppin. Those are the guys that Rivers spent time defending this game, and those are the numbers that they posted while he defended them. Now, those numbers aren't enormous field goal attempt numbers, probably because Rivers only logged 15 minutes, all of them coming in the second half. But New York were hot, and those players especially were hot, especially in that first half when nobody could guard them. Everybody on the team did lift their defensive intensity a notch in that second half. But it was Rivers who was captaining that defensive ship. And it wasn't just the missed shots. He was the nearest defender for two of Randall's turnovers. And he forced one on Brunson and on Toppen as well. He just... He just worked. On a night where the Wolves as a whole got outworked, Rivers came in and showed the kind of veteran leadership and intensity that made Patrick Beverly so beloved last season, the type of stuff that the Wolves have missed dearly this season. I think we heard a lot of Chris Finch and a few of the players over training camp talk about the things that Rivers can do and that this is the kind of thing that Rivers can do. But we hadn't really seen it in action until tonight. He did score nine points. He hit a three and he sliced to the rim a few times. He got to the line, which is important because he can't be a complete negative on that end of the floor if he wants to keep this kind of minute load happening more often. But the impact really did come defensively. Like I said, he kept everybody that he guarded to a fat goose egg. And it was the simple things. The simple things that we've heard Finch and this team complain about consistently after games. The simple things that they just haven't done enough of this season. By my count, there was at least two possessions where his hustle stopped a transition outlet pass. And on both of those occasions, Minnesota were able to get a stop in in the half-court defense. That's something that not enough players have done so far this season. And certainly not enough players did did in that game itself. Instead of hanging around, kind of watching the shot go up, he got on his horse and he sprinted back and he got down the floor with a purpose. He also spent his entire shift on the floor just working his ass off as a point of attack defender. It was so noticeable as well. There are some good on-ball screen navigators on this team, like Jade McDaniels and Kyle Anderson, but none of them are as fast or as small as Rivers. Now, I know we all value length and we value height in point-of-attack defenders, but while those two forwards kind of win defensive possessions with their length and they use that length to recover and to contest... Rivers was just matching New York's guards and New York's forwards, Brunson, Barrett, Rose, uh, even even Randall and Toppin at times. He was just matching them with speed and with lateral quickness and with determination to get through screens. And that forced bad shots or it forced no shots at all, which is just as important if he can get those guys who are playing really good basketball on the night to pass the ball off and to not be able to get to the rim or to get to their spot as easily. That, again, is very Pat Bev. That is very much what Pat Bev did. He did it with angles. He did it with intensity. He did it with just wanting to win the matchup more. And that is what we saw from Rivers tonight. And the Wolves, they just needed that intensity. And the fact is that they need it again. They need it every night. So the question is, where do those minutes come from? if they're not coming from the guys who have been in the regular rotation, where are they coming from for Austin Rivers? Well, tonight, they came from Jalen Noel. After just 10 minutes against the Houston Rockets, Noel played 11 against the Knicks, and all of those 11 came in the first half before Rivers took all of his minutes, and then some in the second half. After the hot start and the sixth-man microwave role that Noel had earned, Is he going to be the one who makes way? It's tough, man, because again, he, he played really well to start the season. But Noel is a poor defender who has been below his usual level lately. And for all of his flair and his skill as a scorer, he isn't someone who typically brings a grit to the game. And he certainly hasn't established himself as a veteran leader at his young age. So maybe it is Noel. Something needs to change. And Noel has always had a very short leash with Chris, with Chris Finch for whatever reason, probably defensive reasons. If Rivers can provide something above complete zero offensively, and we know that he shot 47% on corner threes last season, he's not Josh Cody in terms of offensive prowess, even though in his short minutes this season before tonight, he really hasn't looked very good offensively if he can just be something more than Josh Okoge or than a complete negative on the offensive end, there's a real argument that he might give this team something they just don't have in Noel's position. Again, it's tough because Noel started the season so awesome and for the most part, the Wolves have been really good when Noel is on the floor. But man, something has to give here. It may not be Noel who is permeating softness throughout this team but that softness is permeating nonetheless. They need to find a way to inject some toughness into it. And Noel seems an easier target to drop out of the rotation than someone like Jade McDaniels, who is obviously cemented as a starter right now, or D'Angelo Russell, who is also cemented as a starter. It's, it's harder to drop guys from the starting lineup onto the bench unit than drop a bench unit guy out of the rotation. And I'm not sure Chris Chris Finch is ready to shake up the starting lineup yet. But again, man, something needs to happen. Obviously, Rudy Gobert wasn't around tonight, so there's a big hole in the roster when we're discussing this game and when we're discussing the defense specifically in this game. But something needs to happen. It can't be this for uh, for 82 games. It simply just can't. I want to see how this plays out. If it was... Me taking a guess, I would think that Chris Finch might drop Jalen Noel out of the rotation heading into Phoenix, and that would be a huge call, but it might be one that sparks a little bit of energy and a little bit of enthusiasm into this team's defense and into this team's mentality, because right now they're coming out slow too often, they're coming out soft too often, they're coming out lacking intensity too often, so let's just see how this plays out. I'll be here to discuss it, when and if it does, I hope you will be too.